Just imagine the theme song in your head. It's the Sheep Station Cup Dynasty Podcast. Uh, this is your host uh, at FFPoyter underscore, uh, FF underscore Poyter underscore SSC. And joining me is uh, at FFGuest, also known as Ewers. How are you, mate? Yeah, very well, mate. Yeah. Um, Do you like that new intro that we just got done there? Yeah, it was pretty uh, pretty professional, wasn't it? Yeah, um, I thought so. Yeah, whoever Chris Morris's mate was did the last one. Have a listen to this one, mate. This is what you get Showing when you get uh, get Poyter in the hosting chair. Um, old mate Moz is out tonight. He's got a bit of a, a bit of a migraine, or you know, something like that. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a headache. Maybe had a big weekend on the beers, and he's just covering up his hangover, I reckon. But we don't know. We'll, we'll, we won't give him the benefit of the doubt that it's a migraine. It's definitely him being soft, right? I mean, he he was born that way. I think um, it's, it's been known for a long time that Chris Morris is. A huge softy, so yeah. uh, this is really just writing character for him. Yeah, he, he'd tell you a thousand times how much yep. something happens. So um, he'd say it's a migraine. And it's probably just a you know, he's got a pimple on his forehead or something. Yeah, yeah, it could be, could be nothing. Yeah, look, Maybe. what what do we have this week? We had um, we've got the you're not in the um FF down under bowl, are you? But we've got the so you're not in it. No, no, not in the FF down under bowl, but um, in that uh, FF. Down under invitational. invitational yeah. yeah. There we are. I put I put um the teams up on Twitter this week just to see uh after the draft what everyone thought uh was the yeah. best draft and uh What's guess who came out now? on top? I I reckon it was Poiter. Yeah, Poiter came out. I think it was just forty five percent, followed by you uh, with I think thirty five and then Moz down to twenty five or whatever it works out to be. Someone in that range. But um yeah, it was interesting to see uh how people thought but the, the funny comments were that you know the splitting time between Kenny Dolliday between your two rosters <laughs> Kyle and Murray as well but that was interesting to see both of you take the same, a few of the same players um, drafting yeah. at slightly different spots as well like you were seven I think he was five yeah it's interesting that uh, you managed to get Zeke Elliott at eight and he got took him at five so yeah I think um, it was a pretty good draft uh Geez, um, blink and you miss your pick far out. Um, it's much up... much harder in person. I mean, not in person for that because you you get distracted yeah. thinking, oh, I don't have to wait here, and all of a sudden three people go in ten seconds, and you're yeah, like, oh, I'm back on the clock, clock thinking so you had right. six minutes. Yeah, I ended up with um, Carson Wentz in a pick where I probably would have taken someone like AJ Brown, uh, so that was a, a little disappointing. But yeah. um... it's not as bad. I got Marlon Mack as my one that ordered <laughs> for me. Oh, geez. So... That spew was spewing, especially after I already took a running back, didn't need another one at that pick. Yeah, it was just sort of a, a quarterback that I, was, uh, I wasn't really looking to take a quarterback the way the draft was going. They weren't really flying off the board. So, yeah, I probably would have gone a different direction there. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a polar opposite of the um, down <laughs> under bowl at the moment, which is taking a lot of people are taking the full eight hours on the clock. So, I mean, this in my one, it started to speed up at a few of the ends, but in the middle, it's got that, you know, classic <sighs> wait and see time. So, I mean, it's it's been a bit interesting and good good way to look back at um, the old days of playing redraft, which I don't really play often apart from these type of uh, tournaments. So it's been interesting to put that cap back on and look at it from a different lens because I think it's a bit more... Less about value. I mean, it's still about value, but it's not as much about value as dynasty, perhaps. You can't just... It's not as easy to move your value for pieces you need or 
assets yeah, like that. I was thinking about that today and just like not having picks to trade for is going to be quite strange. Like you have to find the players. Um, it's a lot more two for ones, right? And you have to have. Yeah, it's, it's really a lot harder a... to trade, isn't it? Um, yeah, look, because doing a two for one is no one wants the. Well, no one wants to lose the better player. So it's going to be a tough. Uh, tough sell to trade yeah i think it's it's like those guys with um when you have the end of roster guy as well like they're harder to trade for because you can't throw in anything else like we're going to trade your end of roster guy that you picked that perhaps you liked more but there's no room to shove him on or you're not going to give up someone better for that guy so unless it's thrown in with a a two for one and you drop someone or it's more the trades i think that see happen is when you draft if you draft strong running backs early and you have a little bit of an excess you can trade one of your good running backs for two other players you might need like a a top wide receiver and a decent tight end or a quarterback or something like that that yeah it's those more elite level assets that can buy you two things now um that might yeah, help your team I'm... a bit more better yeah one of those guys in our league that just went running back running back running back in a super flex draft yeah i reckon he's gonna be in that position because i think he then went on to go wide receiver running back running back again so yeah. he's, I mean, he's absolutely stacked a lot of people take the the risk on the, the stream of the quarterback or at least especially in the 10 team there's there's a quarterbacks yeah. probably still available the opportunity to come up but some of these are more elite guys just have that certainty that gives you consistency and i think in a league like this perhaps there is a lot of strategy to the ways you can play because the the bench and the flex spots can cover a lot of those mm. gaps at superflex you have quality players there but still if you eventually it's a point when if you lose a quarterback you can't necessarily replace them if people have the next best one's hiding and your season might be done because you can't really fit anyone in there. All right. Um, do we want to do some of these, the news from around the league that's been happening? Yeah, there's a there's a bit of news this morning. So yeah, let's get yeah. through that. I mean, I just, in no particular order, I just went through uh, some of the updates that I'd seen. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, who has missed the last two practices with a hamstring injury. Um, apparently it's not too serious, but also I saw in regards to him today, Someone was saying he was trying to hold out for his contract and he tweeted them back saying, um, you heard it from me directly that I'm not holding out. So that's also probably a good sign for Hopkins owners that uh, one, he's prepared to play this season um, and two, that his injury is not too serious. It's just, I guess, you know, that training camp sort of thing where you tweak it a little bit, just given the time to recover. Yeah, and when you, I guess, I mean, he's, he's obviously on a new team, so you want him to have a little bit of time to gel with Kyler, but... Um when you're as good as DeAndre Hopkins, you know, missing a few practice sessions isn't uh, isn't going to be the end of the world for you. You're still no. going to be the number one wide receiver on that team. All right, next up I have uh, the Browns. Uh, Nick Chubb has been evaluated for possible concussion. Um, he got a few reps in, in the team's first padded practice, but apparently was helped off the field early. This is very interesting, I think, um, especially for him. It's, he loses that a little bit of, you know, that time that gives Kareem Hunt a bit more opportunity to showcase his uh skills but um i mean it's good to see him sit out but with these concussions you know they can uh really ruin your season especially if you start one early right yeah yeah hopefully he's um he's okay i i don't think that i mean i i would say that nick chubb's probably pushing up there for the um top running back as as a runner in the league so realistically the, the coaching staff's got rocks in the head if they're going to take him off the field to run the ball with Kareem Hunt on a just pure running down. 
So, yeah, as long as he's healthy, I think his role's not really in huge danger. Um, it's just how much, yeah, what effect is Kareem Hunt? Because obviously Kareem Hunt's also a pretty good running back. I think it's, for me, yeah, this injury, if it if it's a serious concussion, as opposed to, I guess, just there's no point risking you going back in if you do have a little bit of a concussion. We're going to just take it easy. Like, it is training camp. Yeah. It's early. There's no point to rush especially a guy like Nick Chubb who's in his third season sort of knows what he's doing um, they don't need to prove anything from see anything proven from him so they're just going to give him the space and time to, to get better so alright next one uh, this one probably hits you a bit you as Bengals waved Rodney Anderson it's yeah, very what, interesting what a shame um, <laughs> I, I mean guess. it's all more, more like you you have this handcuff for Joe Mixon right and now all of a sudden you've got to find the well, I mean, it was still always Gio Bernard as the handcuff. They gave him a, a new contract, so I don't think anyone was ever really thinking that um, Rodney Anderson was the the handcuff to have. I think that it was always going to be, um, yeah, Gio Bernard. But yeah, we'll see what this means for. Um, I'm trying to think of the other running back that they got, Travion Travion Williams. Williams, yeah, whether yeah. Um, yeah, whether maybe he can earn himself a little bit of a role as a backup should one of them go down. But I think it's it's pretty much mix and show and um Geo comes in if, if he's needed to spell him. Yeah, fair enough. All right, um the next we have Jalen Hurd has um suffered an ACL injury, so yeah. I mean that's very interesting and like disappointing for him, the player that I think a lot of people thought might have had some opportunity to do something in uh, San Francisco, but now he's out for a season and probably really puts a. I mean, I'm, I'll be honest. I don't think he'll be back in San Francisco next season. Now, after two years, no real game time, hasn't done anything. I think they're going to have to move on, especially with some of the wide receivers they have in that room now. If they like, a yeah, he... goes off, they're not going to really have any need to waste their time with someone that's injury ridden, right? Yeah, 100%. When you see this happen to guys like this, you know, he wasn't really a, a hugely high capital guy to start with. And then on top of that, he, he just hasn't produced anything for you. And you kind of see these guys, maybe he, he winds up on the Jets or something briefly, but he doesn't even crack into that roster and just his career kind of fades away to nothing. Um, that's sort of what I see happening here. It's pretty tough to, you know claim that you can still play football when you haven't played in three years yeah definitely i mean it's sad for him but um i guess that's the the dark side of the nfl right a lot mm. of these players that make it are on the back of a lot of players that you know don't and a lot of them might not get the opportunity to showcase a talent and don't make it because they're not good enough and the rest you know just get bad luck with injuries and you know their careers get ruined but that moves on to the next injury which is josh oliver suffered a broken foot in practice this is one that's pretty big news yeah. for me especially thinking he might have some kind of chance to grow as a tight end year two which now I think for me is going to be a write-off for Josh Oliver which I mean starts to put pressure on especially in dynasty leagues whether you're going to maintain him on your roster yeah, or and you're just good, giving a chance to someone else now a good tight end class and the Jags already have two first round picks next year um, yeah I could certainly see them going after one of the, the top guys and this is probably he's sort of a maybe maybe he's still on the roster but um yeah i think that's probably 
not great for his his prospect of becoming a, yeah. a starter yeah, tight end. He, for yeah, he definitely falls back into that. Um, you know, just a rosterable tight end yeah. in an NFL team as opposed to, yeah, you know, a potential fantasy. I would say stud, but like you know, startable said, tight end. Yeah, yeah startable guy. Yep. Um, next was you know Des Bryant's going to the going to go to the Ravens for a workout. This one's pretty, I guess, fantasy juicy whether it pays <laughs> off or anything. But yeah, I don't I don't really. I think it says a lot about the Ravens wide receiver corps that they're willing to try and bring in a veteran like Des with probably has that high upside um, elite level wide receiver history um, to throw into that room. They're probably just thinking probably outside of Marquise Brown, they really don't have any game changing um, yeah. wide receivers, I guess there that they're just trying to get that X factor in, I think. And um, Yeah. I think like Des Bryant, Des Bryant sort of profiles is that, go up and get it type receiver um which kind of suits my jackson so maybe that's that's where it's coming from but at this point where there's no news really flying around the nfl i I mean they they make news out of anything so it could even just be like a bit of a publicity stunt by the um ravens uh you know we'll get des bryant in here and be the focus of of media for a couple of days just to spark interest in their team or something yeah i'm not too sure whether they'd want to bringing question that just puts more pressure on the if they bring him in and they just for the sake of it and then they don't have a good wide receiver court in the season they're going to be like well why didn't you sign des or something like that <laughs> but i think i think it probably shows most mostly for me that they are very young at wide receiver they're lacking i guess that that type of veteran presence like there's willie sneed there but he's not that type of player so <laughs> and he's never been a you know a team he's never been like that lead player on a team that's got like you know national media all over them thinking they're a proper Super Bowl contender like Des has probably had that when he was with uh, the Cowboys so that's probably might be something else there considering yeah, now because they're looking for that player to take them to the next level um, even just to just be in that locker room to, to support the wide receivers there might be something that, that I think he would he'd be valuable to them the team yeah, having a couple of years out, maybe he's um, settled down a bit. He he wouldn't come in sort of being the the guy in this team, so maybe that might just be a bit better for his... He, he had a bit of a reputation as a bit of a diva and a bit of a rock star kind of personality, so maybe if he comes in now, he's a bit older, a bit wiser, and he can sort of teach, teach what he did well, which is a lot of things, um, to... Marquise Brown and and Co. And he's probably even helped um, Mark Andrews a bit because you know, Mark Andrews is a bit of a downfield threat as well. So they they have a, some similarities to them. Yeah. Um. That well, the last two that I had here, I'll just run through them quickly. One was Gerald McCoy. He's uh got a ruptured quad, I think. Or mm. His season's over. Um. And then it was Bengals wide receiver AJ Green tweaked his hamstring during practice. Uh, that one was a bit interesting for me. I thought, oh, is it just nothing? Or is it just a, you know... Like you said, there's no one there, nothing else to talk about now that yeah. a guy just, you know, pulling up a bit tight and being like, oh, we're not going to risk it again now becomes a yeah. big news, especially we're considering it's AJ Green who hasn't also played in two seasons. Yeah, I think, yeah, hopefully this is just a little, you know, ran a bit hard too early in the session or something and just is having a break and it'll be fine tomorrow. But... um like surely yeah. they're going to take it easy with AJ Brown, definitely. So I think it's precautionary more than um, yeah, led to anything else. So 
it's good to see him back playing. Um, and it'd be interesting to see whether those two seasons off, especially last season being off, has kept him, you know, fresh because when he was playing well, he was, you know, one of those top five wide receiver guys. And we can get him. Yeah, well, you took him in the uh, the, the down under invitational, right? Yeah, I thought um the reason behind that I was like, well, I think in a league like that, you sort of have to go. Yeah, you're only playing a win. You're not playing to like come close and getting him. He has that upside of winning, and you have to go a bit boom or bust at that position. And hopefully, with my like third or fourth wide receiver, he could potentially be my be better than my one. Like that's yeah. the sort of thinking I had behind it. All right, so um, what's this uh, quarterback question marks we're going to get into next? Uh, yeah, pretty much just want to go through some of the the teams that have taken quarterbacks in the last two years or so, and just you know, does he suck or is he good? Um, what does this season mean for that player? And um, yeah, just get a bit of a, an outlook on, on these young quarterbacks because yeah, even if you're not in a super flex, um, these guys tend to be in, in dynasty rosters even if you're not starting them because you know they might turn into something. So maybe we'll make a few predictions about who might become something, who's already become something, who's a bit overrated. Um, um, I'll just go down the teams, I guess, sort of alphabetical order type. And Sounds good. We'll start with um, Kyler in Arizona. Um, had a pretty good rookie season. Um, can't really argue with that. Um, but obviously he's, he's rocketed up the, the rankings and I guess in Superflex he's probably sort of that QB 5-6 range, I think. And um, yeah, it's a lot to put on his shoulders you can you can really draw in that same narrative as him and baker where you know he had a, a great rookie campaign and then you bring in a stud wide receiver to add to his um uh wide receiver room and all of a sudden the team's you know not not looking at picking one overall that they're, they're suddenly super bowl contenders or or playoff contenders um and how's he going to handle the pressure? So, yeah, I, I actually drafted him pretty early in the in the down under invitational because I do like his um his rushing upside. But uh, do you see any or, or maybe paint me a picture of what's it take for Kyler to to be a bust this year? Oh, well, I don't know whether I can... I'm trying to say, I'm sort of struggling here. I think he, the fact that he can rush is going to make a difference difficult for me to see him being a bust I think like look if he has to throw like a ton of intercepts before we even consider him being benched right I don't even know if like what's the backup behind Colin Murray there that you'd even consider like you're not going to throw out some backup who can't win you a game against the guy that probably you know even when he's having a bad day throws four intercepts or something like that Kyle is still going to give you a better chance of winning than you know the Nuffy on your bench so I don't. I, can't, I think the only way I can see him fantasy-wise being a bust is if they have a really good defense and they're super efficient. I guess running the ball without him, right? Um, and he's sort of one of those quarterbacks that Tom Brady-esque. I think a few to- few seasons where you just you know might throw one touchdown pass, but there's four a few ground touchdowns and the defense does well, and it's not really the guy yeah. you sort of think's gonna like people are probably drafting and thinking he's got 30 point weeks back to back to back right um and i think there's the possibility there and it's definitely more likely than 
the narrative that I'm trying to write of him under. Yeah, oh yeah, but for I think, sure. Their, their I, defense kind of sucks, yeah. to be honest. Um, it's definitely. But I think that's the only way that I could see him perhaps being terrible is that either um, the only other, like, even if their line's bad, he's mobile enough that they would probably have to look to scheme different things, and probably that would mean they have to pass more. And I think. He's got a pretty strong arm, um, and, he, and he throws the ball pretty well on the run. So that'd be something that might not see like that high upside that he gets from rushing. Because it's the thing about rushing is when they rush, when they rush and they can score a rushing touchdown, it's two more points, and also the yards they run. Right, uh, it's just more valuable fantasy yeah. points. So if he goes to be more of a passer in a bad team, that's probably another way that I can see. It. But I think he's just gonna. How it's sort of set up, they're going to be scoring points because their defense is going to be conceding points, right? So, yeah, I, I think he's a valuable player, especially this season. The only other option, like he might take a bit of a, unless the team can figure him out. But I think we saw with like Lamar, um, he's probably a bit better passer than Lamar. So, yeah, for sure. I don't think I don't think I think he might be. Even Lamar had a good season last year. Even no teams knew what he was going to do, right? Um, maybe in the playoffs, a bit of pressure got to the team there um, and, you know, might be the, the difference. But when even during the season, no team was going out there thinking, oh, we're not going to try our best to stop Lamar. And it wasn't working, right? So, um, yeah, I don't see Kyler Murray having that big of a chance of doing anything but being pretty good this season. Yeah, for, for sure. The, the line is really the biggest question mark for me. Um, but like you said, he, he's mobile. I, I think he's pretty safe. Even even like Baker, like Baker's had somewhat of a bust of a season last year, but um, finished pretty strong as their team sort of started to click a bit more maybe. And um, yeah, Kyler is probably safer from the bad line plays so that, yeah, really there's there's pretty much 100% chance he's, he's still starting yeah. next year and he's definitely he's still sort of their, their plan. They're not, they're not looking at making new plans like they did with Rosen think he's he's one of the safer ones and we're going to look at today so we'll um we'll move down the list we won't talk about um lamar it's not really worth it um we'll skip on to josh allen who is probably another one of these um or a very similar player i guess in that the rushing upside is what makes him so so appealing to fantasy football I guess there's there's an easier narrative to draw than that you've given him again what he needed in hopefully in Stefan Diggs. So a bit bit of a better wide receiver core. Can he can he develop that deeper passing game and uh just get a bit more accurate downfield um and step into, you know, a proper NFL passing quarterback or or is, is rushing his game and if he doesn't take steps forward, what does that mean for yeah. Buffalo? Should they have maybe gone with, you know, like like what what would happen if you switched Josh Allen and Sam Darnold or something and you put an, an accurate quarterback in this team with this fantastic defense and how long can they afford to keep going with a, a quarterback that can't quite win them the game when they've got such a good defense? I think um, you're definitely right there. This year is very big and important for Josh Allen. I looked at, there was a thing I saw on Twitter the other day which showed a comparison between Dwayne Haskins and Josh Allen's rookie seasons. 
Uh, and it was sort of the point of it was to show everyone's down on Haskins, but he hasn't. Him and Allen had probably similar passing stats for the first um, their rookie season. But the, the difference was was that Allen was able to rush for so much more yards per game, and he was looking at you know 0.66 touchdowns per game type thing. So a touchdown every second game at least, um, which is like you know that's six points plus he was rushing 50 yards more. So that's like nearly 11 points more per yeah. week. That's that's value in fantasy. Um, but I think now when you watch Josh Allen run, sometimes it just looks like it, it looks more of a scramble or he. He doesn't look... It's not as well-designed, perhaps, as... um. Obviously, some plays are, but not as well as the Baltimore Ravens with Lamar. So, I think they're going to need him to pass more and put him body on the line less because teams will... There's those times in the game where you need to pass, and I think that's where he has struggled in those games where they fall behind and need to play down the field. Like, he's performed well when with the lead and the defense playing well, but I think they, they're going to be, and their biggest question mark is, can this quarterback make us the team we should be, or are we wasting our time with all this talent and a quarterback that's only going to keep us at 8-8 eight and eight or just around not necessarily Super Bowl contender level? Yeah, yeah, scraping into the playoffs on the back of some, some good defensive wins, but if you go down early, he, he can't quite do what it takes to... Or yeah, you know, in a, in a tight game, maybe that maybe that's actually the bigger problem where you're trading scores and then it comes down to one drive from Josh Allen and you got to do it in a hurry. Can he do it? And if the answer is no, then do Buffalo need to make a tough decision and and go elsewhere or something? Um, well, I think if that's if that's the case, this season is a you know a tipping point for them. They're gonna have like. They're going to have to decide at the end of this season whether it's go forward with Josh Allen or he's not quite good enough, I, I think. Um, and, I mean, there's not that many quarterbacks around that are better, but it's whether you want to be, I guess, take that gamble of being like, we have to go better now or let's just see how we go and hope for improvement. I think year three, you should be starting to see a lot of improvement there. We saw a bit of a step up last season, but when it got towards the end of the season, it sort of we did see him sort of struggle with the passes. So hopefully there's a bit of an improvement this season with a, you know, more talent at wide receiver. Um, but yep. maybe not... just a bit more big game experience as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Starting to deal with pressure and starting to get a bit more used to it. I think he sort of started to find something where he, he got his, his short game um, under control with Cole Beasley and sort of the short passes to John Brown to take it over the, no, yeah, you know, use his speed to yep. make yards after the catch, and um, yeah, if he can just develop the the deeper pass as well, like, yeah, he is going to be a really good quarterback. But if he doesn't take that step forward, it's it's a really scary prospect because they're probably going to win enough games that they're not really in the hunt for a for to draft another quarterback. So yeah. they're going to well, be I in think, this real tough decision point. I think you're right, and in terms of another scary point if he does take that step forward it's probably going to be scary as well like yeah if he can if he can turn it on he has all the talent in the world in terms of physical mm. attributes like to be like oh this guy is a weapon so i hope for his sake that he can do it but i think there's still a bit of a jury out but you look everything's sort of pointing in the right direction it's a third year quarterback added weapons on offense even stronger defense like 
now's the time for him to sort of... He doesn't have any excuses in his corner as to why um, the team's losing games, right? It's probably going to come back more into, look, you need to do more to help us win games. Yeah, look, speaking of uh, people who don't have any excuses in their corner, Baker Mayfield up next. Um, Cleveland's really done everything they can to to put an offense around him this year, going out and um, just investing heavily in the in the line in the draft and in free agency, and then um, adding Austin Hooper, tight end. You know, there's Beckham and Landry. It's pretty hard to argue with that as a one-two wide receiver. You got one of the best running backs in the league in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt backing up, who's probably easily the the best backup running back in the league. So. The offense is there for him. New coaching staff. It's time to sort of put up or shut up for Baker Mayfield. I think um, I think they're going to take a lot of the the pressure off Baker. Whereas I think last few last season definitely wasn't quite. They didn't make it easy for him, especially early on. Um, if they can make this offense, not I'm not saying it's easy for him to be able to do, but just make them scoring points easy. Um, it's going to take. All the pressure of like if they go down the first drive score a touchdown second drive score a touchdown the first game and they're up and they win go on to win that game i think that's just going to build he's a confidence player right oh yeah and winning that first game winning that if they win two games in a row they're going to be rolling like he'll be playing his best football um get him out there and just that's what you want to do i think in my head if i had him as my quarterback my plan would be how do we win this first game as easy as possible without him making putting pressure on him to win it for us and then even if you win, he'll be hyped. And then next game, he's, he's playing better because he's back in the zone. Um, so I think I think this is going to be a good season for Baker. There's too much... Um, but, but everything's improved there. And I think that's what happened last season. He just wasn't coached perhaps well enough. And they didn't put the team in a position to support him as well. They thought, oh, we've got a good quarterback now. We can lean him on a bit too much. And in the second year, teams find a bit of your weakness in the first year. And they really sort of either shut that option you really want to throw too often out of the game or come through your blind side where you're not comfortable and force you into positions you don't want to be. So I think he'll have found game bits of his game to work on, which I think he would have done. And the team sort of built stronger to give him more options and less ability for teams to scheme against him. So yeah, I think, I think even that extra year. half a second that he's going to get from... It, it, I know offensive line is obviously there's a bit to do with chemistry in there so it's it is probably going to take them a little while to hit their best football but there's a lot of good players on that offensive line now in in terms of like talent um and watching him last year i've i've watched it before with the giants um and just eli manning as he faded off into the sunset and um the line in front of eli was so bad I remember just being watching a, a Philly Giants game where he basically is catching the snap and he's being tackled. He's like throwing it as he gets tackled every time. And that's what it felt like watching Baker last year. He gets the ball. He looks up. He's got two edge rushes in his face. He, he rolls out and he's like, shit. And the the other team is double teaming Beckham and he, he's got nothing. He's, he's just panicking and throwing the ball. He's turning it over. I think if they can just give him that half a second to actually, you know, catch the ball, set, look around and and find the option 
when he when he's free to pass, he hits he hits the target and they score touchdowns. Like, yeah, that I really think that's what was missing from Baker last year, and I I'm really hoping that Jack Conklin and um I can't think of the rookie's name off the top of my head now, but um really thinking that the the new tackle duo is gonna Thomas um get it going for him. Yeah. All right. Anyone? Who's your last one? You have a last one? Uh, yeah, we'll just... Uh, one that I really wanted to talk about with you, and it's uh, Drew Locke. Um, because I, I basically am just, just being selfish having him in one of our leagues and um, just wanted to know what you think about Denver. I think... Um, it's He's still only played a few games. It's probably the hardest thing to put in his corner, but... He was able to get the team to win, and I think that's sort of like that same Baker Mayfield. There's a bit of like when the thing that I see most was the defense was um they really got around him um and supported him and like this is our quarterback and felt like a bit more motivated that their future was going to be a bit brighter. So it's always interesting to see um, when the team supports a guy that you think there's got to be something there that everyone else is seeing, right? Um, it wasn't just that coach speak of or the player speak when you know maybe Flacco was in there that oh yeah no, this is our quarterback and they say all the right things but they they look like heaps depressed in their face and stuff like that you see Von Miller and he's all happy and they they're becoming best mates type thing in the locker room gene around like just that winning locker room energy that I thought he was able to bring to the team at the end of the season in a year that probably wasn't great um, was something that I think's very valuable. Um, and to look at the team, like what's the clubhouse done? They've just brought in talent, um, brought in a better second running back. Um, you know, they've got the tight end and the wide receiver in the last two, in the previous two drafts, and now they're getting in another, you know, two wide receivers this year. So, um, and shore up a bit of the interior on the offensive line. That's probably going to be the issue whether, like with Baker, you said before, have they done enough on the line level? Um, but I think they've also put enough some extra like getting AJ Boyer and Jarrell Casey on defense that should shore that up to give him be in a position where he's not playing Sam Darnold level with a bad defense. He's probably got a decent defense, tons of weapons. Like you're in a position to succeed, go out there and like, there's going to be some leeway year two, right? Cause he probably, he, he hasn't had a full season under his belt. This is the year where you, you go out there and you learn you know what the real NFL is like last year. You sort of, you know, you're a newbie, you rocked up. There's no real feel on you. Teams are going to come out. You're a starting NFL quarterback this season, not just a, a rookie given a shot last year. So yeah. I think it'll be a big year for him. But I have confidence in him because it's just the the way the team gels around him that makes me confident. They're not... As they're all saying the right things. It's not necessarily saying the right things. It's the stuff they're doing uh, is what's encouraging to me. Yeah, and whether they can even just win without Drew Locke being you know, the superstar, you know, they've got a, a pretty good defense still. And, um, you know, Chubb and, and Von Miller, that's, that's could be pretty devastating pair. And they're always pretty solid in the secondary. So yeah, I think, um, as long as he can be solid, that's all they really need out of him. Yeah. Um, what do you reckon we got time for one more or? Yeah, we'll go quickly one more. Yeah. We'll just uh, talk about one of the, the most scary uh, situations is Sam Darnold in the New York Jets um, really just hasn't shown um, anything that 
gets everyone you know out of their seats he's he's not been real excited and he he's really had no help to get there i think that everyone kind of expects gase to get the sack by the end of this year when they haven't won many games and uh then all of a sudden you're looking at a new coaching staff maybe even a new gm as well coming in and um yeah you know this quarterback that hasn't really done anything that we didn't pick who's got one more year on his rookie contract yeah he's young but we've got the number two overall pick why don't we just take you know justin fields or something and um yeah start again reset and yeah so i think this is is a really scary year for donald because he could even play quite well and through no fault of his own end up in in real big trouble for and in a in a camp battle next year maybe with a with a rookie or maybe even a vet in the free agent market um even though he's he's taken steps forward just because i just can't see their team winning like the offensive line is dreadful the defense you know they lost jamal adams what what do they really have on defense um there's no wide receivers around him couldn't even tell you who their tight end is chris herndon like that lev bell's really the only exciting thing on that team I just, yeah, it's I think, just pretty worrying for him yeah i'm not as worried i guess i'm worried in that situation of what could happen and that leadership change like in coaching or gm there but i think i have confidence in his talent because you look at some of the stuff he's able to do with literally nobodies last season and you know, robbie anderson wide receiver ryan griffin tight end like he he still scores points on nfl defenses and is able to move the ball down the field in games you're like oh wow jets won a game this week and then there's a lot of that on sam donald right and um mm. they have he hasn't had like so i think i'm not confident in the organization to keep him next season if they fire gates right um well like in that position you're saying if they're down the bottom and they can pick one of these quarterbacks in the draft probably like what are you going to do? You're going to hedge on someone else's. If you're going to build your reputation as a head coach, are you going to hedge on someone, a player someone else picked? Um, you got to be really sure in him, or you're going to take, do the right, like you know, go and get the new quarterback, have it your way, and go out, um, you know, shoot your shots and go yourself. Like most people are probably going to be like, "No, nah, I'm going to do it my way." So, I think perhaps the best in that situation is that he probably hold some good trade value to I guess another NFL team that mm. might look after him but I th- often like we saw with Rosen it was a bit of a hardball approach no one's like oh yeah I'll go pay a second round pick for this quarterback teams just are sort of like oh well you, you'll probably cut him soon or we'll take whatever offer I give you later like it's you don't get he's not, not going to get a first round pick back for Donald whereas if Donald had a gun season you can't trade you, no one's going to um you can't get Lamar for a first round pick if you were oh we'll trade for Lamar no, it seems like one first no way come on yeah. give me every first you have for the next 20 years or something like that right and then we might consider it um, I just don't think I think this, you're right the uncertainty about in the organisation is the hard thing for me I think he should be solid enough fantasy wise and NFL quarterback wise um, to have a good season he's just sort of the, the youth also plays in his favor that he's he's developing well. And I think he has shown good improvement as a quarterback that um, should lead to taking steps forward and teams liking that as opposed to perhaps other quarterbacks that you're not quite sure whether they've 
improved enough over three seasons. Yeah, it's just really sad for him that he's probably shown more than some of these other guys, your Haskins, your Daniel Jones. And, um, but they seem to be almost more secure than he is um, just because the team has just done nothing to help him out. Like, just nothing. But get a first-round quarterback, don't draft an offensive lineman, don't, and then eventually draft a wide receiver, make no free agency moves. Like, it's just, yeah, it's... Some team's going to get a steal if they do move on from him because if he steps in, he's probably going to end up being a good quarterback. And he's still so young, so... Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, um, we, had, we had a good episode. It. Yeah, no Done thanks tonight. to CMOS. Yeah. No, thank We're back again. It's been the, the two amigos, the last two ones, so hopefully next week we might be able to get all three. But, uh, yeah. Thanks for joining us, Chris. No worries. Uh, yeah, hopefully um, everyone's already following us on, on the Twitters and Insta and jump on and i guess yeah, are we going to do anything do about stuff. this survivor league soon hopefully yeah we should start in the next few weeks once we get enough i've got a few interests so if anyone else interested reach out to me yep all right cool see you guys see ya <laughs>